You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biz Babes with Soul. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have my friend Laura DeFranco here today. She is the owner of Brave Healer Productions, and I'm super excited for you to meet her and to get to know her better while I do. So welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. I love the name of your show, by the way. Thank you. It just, (laughs) I don't know, it it came to me in the shower and the best (laughs) ideas come. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and who you are. Well, so started my career as a holistic physical therapist, and I've been doing that for almost 30 years. But along the road there, I started to write like a mad woman, and I am now a six-time published poet and author. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love to combine the healing stuff with the writing stuff. And so a lot of the things I'm offering right now, the programs and things, are really teaching healer entrepreneurs those tools and really getting their messages out loud. And because, you know, the only way we help people is if they actually hear what we have to say. Yeah, that's absolutely true. What kind of ways do you help your clients? I think for me, the biggest thing is getting over the inner critic messages that are telling us stuff like, you're not good enough yet. This isn't perfect enough yet. Someone else is doing this better than you. You know the show, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here <laughs> nodding because I'm like, yep, yep. And every I mean, time I think I'm done working on that, I'm like, nope, I still got to work on it more. Oh my God, I totally hear you on that one. I mean, and honestly, every time you move up a level, up a notch of brave, there's always something else that's you face that makes you kind of have to do it again. I like to say that I think it gets easier as you go and using some tools, some really smart, effective tools is, is the way to go, especially if you're feeling like you've got this ache to share who you are and what you do with the world, especially if you're building a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to get over the fear. And for me this year, the theme is let's have fun with our fear. Like, let's reframe this. Yeah, I love talking about that. Wow. So talk a little bit more about that, because I feel like that's a thing I need to hear right now. I'm going through some craziness in my personal life, and I'm terrified, and I think I need to make friends with that fear. Yeah, for sure. And mostly it's what we're making it mean in our head. I think it was about three or four years ago, I read a blog post that Elizabeth Gilbert had written, and she titled it, Your Fear is Boring. I loved that so much. Honestly, you guys are going to think I'm insane, but I tattooed the initials YFIB on my forearm in the middle of a big feather. So that was like my second tattoo ever because I wanted a constant reminder that my, my fears of being seen and being a little bit more out loud and sharing myself, that, that fear is boring. It's not about me anymore. It's about who I can help. 
mm. by sharing the message. So when we reframe it like that, it gets way more fun. Yeah, I love that. And I also, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. So that's great. I, yeah, she's I awesome. like that idea <laughs> of your fear is boring. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those kind of fears, right? Because we could get into a discussion about the difference between sort of survival kind of fear feeling and what I call purpose-driven fear feelings. You're an entrepreneur and you're blogging and you're speaking and you're sharing your offerings. Um, the fear that you have of the I'm not good enough fear is really it's purpose-driven fear. It's the kind you really want to get over. And the problem is it feels exactly like survival fear inside of your body. So this is where my healer background comes in. I know a lot about body awareness and I know a lot about the process of healing that happens in our physical body. So most of the time, people's biggest problem is that they're just all up in their head about whatever it is and they forgot they had a body from like the neck down. And they forget to breathe and they forget to kind of come back in and ground and center themselves as they are doing whatever, sharing their message, writing copy, sharing their message with a friend. Yeah, so that's the biggest tool. It really sounds so simple, but sometimes it's, it's hard to get yourself out of the thoughts and back grounded into your body, which is where the messages of our intuition come from. Mm, yeah. So have you had to do that for yourself in your business? Oh my gosh. Every day. <laughs> I mean, every, every day I got to remind myself, listen, you better breathe. <laughs> like you better relax a little bit and just come back down and not, you know, cause I, I make things mean stuff all the time. It's interesting and humorous to me now, like the baggage we add to our already heavy baggage. <laughs> and what we mean, what we make stuff mean in our heads about a certain situation. I guess one one example was somebody didn't get back to me right away about it was like an email, and I was waiting for an answer, and it was just silence. It was those crickets, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what do we make the crickets mean? Well, I I think you probably have a good version for you. I know I have my version. <laughs> <laughs> And it really was just that the person was so busy, like something happened in their life that week. They couldn't get back to me right away. And here I'm making it mean like that I'm a loser or something. Yeah. If we just do a double check of that and understand that we're thinking a little too much about certain situations and just quiet the mind and come back to that grounded, centered breathing, then that's a first best step and that I have to practice almost every day still. Yeah. <laughs> I've found when there's criticism or there's silence or there's haters or whatever, it's 99.9% .9 not about you. Right. It's about the other person. And that's so hard for, I, I get the feeling you're a lot like me, like you're very helper driven and empathic. And it's hard to not take that personally when you're that kind of person, because you think, well, it's got to be me. I got to have done something wrong. They clearly don't like me or you know, whatever the case may be, but it's 99% not about you. Yes, I totally agree with you. And listen, if you're about to play a little bit bigger in the world, it's not if you will get criticism or haters, it's when you will. Yeah. And honestly, like I, I love a, a conversation I had with a fellow author friend. We were talking about the one star review that he got on his book. And our joke is, you know, as soon as you get your one-star review, you know you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> because 
people are paying attention and, you know, so you can expect the criticism and the rejection. It's like, what are you going to do about it though? Are you going to make it mean that you are not enough? Well, please don't do that because everybody moves through the world with their own lenses, their own filters, their own upbringing, and their criticism is just the next person's complete praise. Yeah. So it's so subjective. If we stop making it personal, we can just get on with our badassery and get going with the message we need to share, you know? Yeah, I love that. For you, what does success look like? Mm, That's a great question. Success and achievement feel like my drug of choice in the past. Mm. And so I have to be more careful about how I answer that question now. I think it's daily joy is successful to me. Like waking up and being inspired and excited to start my day. Sometimes I go to sleep and I don't even want to go to bed. I'm so excited about what I'm doing. And I think it's the feeling that's more the success for me. It's that happiness and gratitude and a place of generosity that I get to move through my day with. Man, that's, I don't know, that's my new definition of success is just feeling those ways every day. Yeah, I love that. I, so that's a question I've been asking everybody for the past few months because I've realized much like you, I was defining success by what other people said success was. So success is a certain amount of money. Success is this kind of recognition. And it is like a drug because I'm very much a perfectionist and a very much a high achiever type A person. And throughout school, success was getting A's. And then it was getting into a good college. And then it was graduating college and getting a good job. (laughs) That kind of mentality, that hard work, perfectionism, craving, achievement has just followed me. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't want that to be who I am. I don't want to put all my hopes and dreams on this pivotal, like, I'm going to be a six-figure entrepreneur. That's stupid. I just want to be happy. I just want to wake up with joy. And happiness on your own terms. And gosh, I'm just chuckling listening to your checklist because I have (laughs) the exact same checklist, like fellow recovering perfect good girl here too. And we were conditioned and and taught uh, by parents and teachers and coaches who were doing the best with what the awareness they had at the time. We were we were conditioned to think that that was what we should want and mm-hmm. desire. But I'm telling you, along the line somewhere, when I finally listened to my truest, deepest desires, they didn't have anything to do with those checklists. They had to do with the feeling that we're talking about: the happiness, the joy the gratitude. You know, that's a journey, right? It's a lifelong journey for some people to get to the place where they stop comparing and listening to everyone else's rules and the shoulds and the supposed tos, and then get on with what they really want to do. Yeah. So did you go through that journey yourself? Almost exactly your list. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the the um, degree, the finding a good man, buying a good house, getting married, having two kids and a dog, and if you were lucky, a home in the mountains and like a retirement fund, and like you could go on and on. And the problem is, it never ends. the The comparison to other people and what they have might not ever end if you keep letting yourself do that. But how do you feel through all of that? I know that somewhere in the middle of it, on my journey, I started getting sick. 
Yeah. Um, you know, after second baby was born, I spent the entire year sick with colds over and over again. I thought, crap, my immune system is shot. What am I going to do about it now? Well, I was working and um, I had to eventually make some changes for my own health. And it really had to do with taking a deep look at that checklist and why I thought those things were making, you know, would make me happy. Yeah, I, I completely agree because, you know, since this is primarily women that listen, we can all agree that there is a societal checklist that we have. Like you said, like you make good grades, you go to college, you get the degree, you meet the man, you get married and you live happily ever after because that's all you're supposed to desire. And I think so many of us, we want more than that, but we get stuck in that cycle of, but this is what I was conditioned to want. Right. This is what I'm supposed to want. So how come I'm not happy now that right. I have it? You know, and, like, wait, wait a minute. What now? What do I do? And I, even I, I saying those out. words, I'm not happy is terrifying. Oh, I know. I know. Because then what? Right. Yeah. Especially when you have achieved everything you thought you were supposed to, to get there. And you're looking around like, uh oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That is a hard road. A lot of the time people are terrified in, in that kind of fear where you're like, oh my gosh, I know I need to make a major life change at this point. I'm not exactly even sure what it is, but I, I'm terrified to do that because that means I might wreck this life that mm -hmm. I have that I was supposed to want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how long was that process for you? And what, what did that look like? If, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. I mean, I was divorced three years ago and that probably sums it up for you. <laughs> I was divorced after 20 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. When I figured out that piece of things wasn't making me happy. Part of it was the thing you said already about, you know, you found yourself just living up to everyone else's expectations instead of your own. Mm -hmm. And I was following along with something that wasn't all my wanting and desire. Yeah. It was mostly like, okay, well, we need to do this. You know, he thinks it's a good idea. I need to think it's a good idea. I'm going to get on board because I want to make this work. And then eventually just, it doesn't work like that. And here's mm -hmm. why you guys, if you're feeling, so what happened to me is the anxiety of it all was starting to manifest physically. So I would find myself walking around the house, literally like reaching up and rubbing the middle of my chest and going, <clears throat> wait a minute, why am I having this chest tightness, right? And it was anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it, I think, you know, this is only my version of, of the why, but when you are living against your own soul, <laughs> when you're living against your own deepest desires and authentic truth, you know, your body eventually will start to tell you. And on my journey, again, you know, you're, ta you're talking to a physical therapist who actually made an entire career out of practicing that kind of feeling. I was already aware. And when I started feeling it so intensely, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I had a coach tell me once, you better smell the smoke before your house burns down. And for me, feeling the chest tightness was like, okay, here's some smoke. What are you going to do about that? Mm. And um, it just got to the point where one day I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack and I'm going to leave my kids motherless instead of being brave and asking for a divorce. Mm. 
I think that's so important for everybody to hear. Yeah, it, but it's terrifying too. And when you feel the fear inside of you and your mind starts to go nuts, like, oh my gosh, I'm about to wreck my life. What if I wreck my kids' lives? What if I can't make enough money to make ends meet? What if, what, right? Your mind goes crazy and it will paralyze you. So I had to keep listening to my body. I had to keep listening to those messages, those intuitional messages that were moving through my body. And I had to go for, I had to really actually take stock of what my desires were in the first place. I think there are a lot of women who, if you ask them, what do you really want? They say, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I've been following everyone else's rules for so long. I have no idea what I want. No, that was me at that point. (laughs) I literally just had that conversation with my friend yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've been asking what he wants. I've been asking what other people want because I just want to make everybody happy. Right. (laughs) I've never sat down, even in business schools, I've just thought in terms of like a unit and of that, I've never been like, what do I want? Which is insane. It is a little bit. And you know what the best thing is about knowing what you want and going after it completely? It's that you'll be so inside of joy that you will be able to serve other people from an overflow instead of your reserves. Mm. And everything shifts. You know, people think the hot topic is self-care, but there's a reason self-care is necessary, not, not just important, but necessary. And we all need so much more of it than we think we do, especially if you're a working mom and or an entrepreneur on top of it, doing everything. You have to give yourself way more rest, recharge, re-nourishing time than you think so that you can go out and help everybody else, which is, we're not going to stop doing that. I mean, I want to help people. That's what I do. I love it. Mm -hmm. But we got to start with getting our mind bodies, our own mind body souls charged up to overflow. That's how i been working my own situation. And I have a lot of energy because of it. That's incredible. And I I thank you so much for being vulnerable and honest, because I think that people need to hear that. I I think there's a lot of shame wrapped around doing exactly what you did, like changing your life, blowing it up, trying, trying something different, (laughs) getting divorced. Like women don't want to talk about that because it doesn't fit our perfect life. You're right. And and I had a really hard time with that as well. And hence the brave before healer. Because so I've been a healer for a really long time. My my life has been about helping other people feel good. But when I realized it was more than that, I kind of stuck that word brave in front of it because you know, this journey that we're on is not for sissies. It's like it's tough. It takes a warrior some days to step into it, especially with other women is one of the ways to do that. Like grab hands, people, you're not alone. And so Mm -hmm. that is why I'm vulnerable and transparent about my story, because I know that I could not have survived it had other people not been there to grab my hand. You know, here's the thing, you guys, if what if that one thing you're still afraid, a little bit afraid to share out loud is exactly the something that someone else needs to hear to change or maybe even save their life, right? It's Mm -hmm. time to be brave about our vulnerability and just get out there. Yeah, that's exactly why I started this podcast. And you kind of summed it up perfectly. So thank you for that. (laughs) 
The, the podcast thing I'm loving because that's exactly what you're doing by helping other people share their stories. Your tool is a healing tool because the healing is inside of the storytelling, no matter what form it's in. So as we start to wrap up, where can people find you if they want to connect with you further? Oh, well, I hope that you'll come on over to bravehealer.com. And if you guys are interested, I have a really amazing, you can get private access to a Brave Healer resource library. So for healing, for your business, for your writing, because I'm very passionate about writing, like blogging and writing books about your message. You guys can have access to master classes and videos and downloads and all kinds of resources and tips that I've put on that page for you. So you'll find it there. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Well, this has been just an awesome conversation and I love talking to people that I feel so connected to. So thank you again for being here and sharing your vulnerability and your story with my audience. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Until next time, guys, enjoy. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.